This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Alchemize Life podcast. You guys, holy cow. You don't even know what is about to go down in this conversation with Lou Clark today. But let me just tell you this. It is going to blow your mind and completely transform your relationship with money. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. I literally just got out of the conversation and I'm like, I have to record my intro and I have to talk about this episode, even though I was just in the conversation because it was so good. I am so grateful to have met Lou through the mastermind that I am in. And from the very beginning, once I joined the mastermind in January, Lou was already in it. It's a rolling mastermind. And so she's been in it for a while. And just witnessing Lou and her energy and her bubbliness and her excitement and her passion for her work, I was always paying attention. And then, which I'll share in this episode, I kind of frantically reached out last week because I got even more honest with myself than ever before about my relationship to money. And I was like, Lou, help a sister out. Please tell me where I can go. Point me in the right direction. And she just so happened to have a four-day Voxer offer for her birthday that she invited me into. And so we had so much fun in the Voxer container that I knew I had to have her come on the podcast. And in this episode, you guys are going to learn Lou's approach to creating a more open relationship with money. And honestly, I feel like this is the biggest piece of why individuals struggle to really get a hold of their money grow their money and create a healthier relationship and energy around money. It's because there's a closed off contractive energy there that we are creating and perpetuating and feeding into that just simply doesn't have to be that way. And so Lou is going to share how you can start to shift your relationship with money. And what I love about Lou and her work is that it is this trifecta of feminine energy, masculine energy, and what she also calls the medium. So you're going to learn all about that in today's episode. She's going to share four different things that you can do to start just opening up the relationship and your comfort with your money so that you can make more and so that you can create more. And again, she just has such a beautiful blend of energetics and practical things that you can do in order to create a different relationship with money and obviously be able to grow your money. And I'm just really excited for you to listen to this conversation. And I just know that you guys are going to have so many takeaways from it. So I'm so interested in you actually sending me a DM after you listen to this episode and let me know what are the practical things that you took away from this episode that you can start to implement today. Seriously, send me a DM at I am Ava Johanna. I want to hear from you. Go follow Lou. Her Instagram is at the Lou Clark. She has tons of digital products. She has live masterclasses. She has different packages depending on where you're at in your business for CFO work. And even if you're just giving her a follow, you're going to learn so much about her approach to money, which is just going to completely shift the energy that you have around your own money. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode with Lou Clark.
I feel like I have to say the Lou Clark. Welcome. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so excited for this conversation. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Yes. Okay. So for everybody listening, I have to be super vulnerable with y'all right now and say that I messaged Lou about a week ago in a frenzy and Lou and I are in the same mastermind and Lou is just, I'm going to actually use the term money medium because I saw you write that in the mastermind Mm -hmm. boxer. And we're going to talk more about that in today's conversation. Um, but I messaged Lou in a little bit of a frenzy and was like, Lou, I got to get my shit together. I feel like I'm not at the potential that I should be with how I manage money and what my money situation looks like. What can you do for me? And we just spent the last four days in Voxer going all over the place, but like so deep and like so freaking powerful, the different directions that we went in. And so I knew that I had to have you on the podcast and had to have you share your magic because you know, like I was telling you before, um, we even hopped on earlier today in Voxer. To me, the work that we got to do together, it was energetic and it was practical, but even the practical things felt very energetic and how they've shifted how I feel and how I relate to money. So I just know that there's going to be so much value in this conversation. Yeah. And you know what? Let me just say this too. First, thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm so honored that I get to like share this space with you. It's just such a privilege. And for anybody who's listening and like, what's Ava like as a client? Seriously, like the best, like I could just imagine you as a leader and as a mentor and a coach, because like, hands down, I'm like, does this have to end? I'm the mentor in this, in this four days. And I'm like, can you stay? Like, (laughs) so you're just incredible. It was so good because you're so good. Like, honestly, so good. Thank so you. good. Thank you so much. So I want to cover a lot of different things today, but one of the things that you brought into the space very early on that I think is just so inviting and I think will kind of feel like metaphorically taking your bra off for everybody listening mm-hmm. as it relates to money is that blend of like the spiritual and the energetic with the practical. And before we even go into like all of the nitty gritty, I'm curious how you arrived there because you do have a quite traditional background in finances. Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you, I have quite a few clients who use that exact definition. They're like, Lou, it's like when I come into your world, I can just take my bra off. And I'm like, I love it. So I love that you say that. That's just as from a spiritual perspective, I'm like, that just tells me like, keep going, keep going. People are getting it. People are getting it. Um, So for me, I mean, we can go back as far as like 15 years old. Um, My mom was an accountant. My grandmother was an accountant. So like, it's, in my blood. And at 15, I decided to start my own business, not because I wanted to, but I ended up working at the accounting firm during tax time. And literally my job was to photocopy documents on the yellow paper and they didn't want to put me on payroll. And so they were like, you're gonna start your own business. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know what that means, but through all of it, I took the schooling, they, I co-opt their I have like my bookkeeping diploma. I have an accounting diploma. I have a business, uh, like a business development, business management diploma. And so, yeah, it was a very strategic world for 20, 20, 25 years. And like, though I had a spiritual aspect to myself, I never understood how to like truly pair the two together until 2006, Um, let me just preface to say this at age 15. Yes, I started my own business, but I also fell in love with the boy next door and we got married, uh, in 2020. Oh, oh my gosh. 2021. And then had some babies. So arriving at uh, 2006, by this time, I actually was in business, real big business. Like we had a bookkeeping firm for a few years and about five years and we were pregnant with baby number three, son number three. So we have three boys, one in my belly. We, business was going really good. My husband came home and worked with me full time. And it was just the two of us at home bookkeeping, just manually putting people's receipts into like spreadsheets or into softwares and doing all the things. And then because our family got bigger and I had a really like a large client on this end of the city, we weren't living here. And I said to my husband, maybe we should move. Like we need to upgrade. We've got the money. We can totally do it. 
Well, we did move and we moved into a home that we could barely afford, but we could afford it. Understanding like, don't worry, like there's always provision. It's always going to be taken care of. Money will always come in. Well, that was until the large client found out I was pregnant with my third baby and they decided I could no longer do the job. And I got, I got released because of being pregnant. Now, if people listening are like, oh, did you sue? Did you like, I was a contractor. They have the right to, re- to release you at any point. And so very quickly, we literally found ourselves $3 from bankruptcy to the point where I was pregnant and we were late for an appointment. And so I said to my husband that morning, let's just grab the boys some breakfast on the way. We'll stop at the local shop. And so we stopped at the shop and I said, well, I don't have money. The cards are maxed. The bank is empty. Like we could just pay our bills, like just. And so I said to him, do you have any money? And so I'm Canadian, though I have a lot of clients in the States and around the world. I am Canadian. So I'm going to use our Canadian lingo. We stopped at Tim Hortons. If you know, with we don't say Tim. With our loonies <laughs> and our toonies. <laughs> yeah, with our loony. Stopped at, and we say Tim Hortons up here. We don't put the T in. We stopped at Tim Hortons with, with a loony and a toonie. I said to him, do you have any money? And he pulls out his hand and he has a loony and a toonie, which is a $1 and a $2 coin. And I was like, well, what else do you have? He's like, that's all we have. I remember sitting there going, this isn't right. Like this isn't, this isn't right. Like, how is this happening? We're working in the financial industry. Like, how has this happened? Is it a bit beyond my control? Yes. I could not ever, I would have never thought in a million years that this client and back then in 2006, like this one client out of 25 clients we had was paying me $50,000 a year, right? For them, me to show up and say, okay, I'm here. Like, what are we doing next? And I go, oh, by the way, you're, we're letting you go. Like that was not in my radar. I didn't see that coming. So uh, did I get myself into financial trouble? Yes. Because obviously I was over my head, never thinking that actually, you know, someone, a client was going to leave. We can't control when clients leave. Right. I mean, you can even put them in a contract, but there's always clauses or this or that. Right. And so at that moment, I remember looking at my husband and I just started bawling and I said, there's something better than this. Like, and he said the same thing. And then we moved into what I love to call righteous anger. Gerald, when you, do you ever have that time where you're like, just so mad and you're like just screaming at the world. It's not a person. You're just mad at life. Well, we had righteous, I call that righteous anger because it's a venting that I believe from an energetic space, it's like a volcano needs to erupt so that it can then settle down. And so from there, we started getting deeper into the spiritual, deeper into the energy, energetics, deeper into like manifestation. And then the manifesting just started happening, whether it was a little squirt bottle showing up at our door or a coffee showing up at our door or $50,000 dropping into our bank account or like, like just everything. We were like this magical world of like, we didn't even know how it was happening. Obviously we know now a lot of energetics and what you put out and, and the actions you take, but it got to a place where business started going really, really well. If we like now fast forward to 2022, So we're in 2023. If we fast forward to February, 2022, I'm now still married. We're still married. We're still together. I have four boys now, ages 13 to 20. And February, 2022, I was in a mastermind, our mastermind, but you weren't, you weren't there, Miss Ava, but we were, I was in a a mastermind with our current coach. And I just said, I am meant to coach coaches. I am meant to coach coaches but why would a coach come to me when I haven't really been in fully immersed in the coaching industry? Sure. I had my bookkeeping firm and yes, I was starting some CFO work and I actually was a, a head of a national organization in my area. And I mentored women in business for over 10 years, but like, I wasn't like the coaches you see online today and I didn't know what it meant. And then someone asked me, a dear friend asked me to go into her mastermind and be like, can you just riff and then let them Q&A you? I'm like, sure. I got off that call, got onto my mastermind call with my coach and the mastermind. And I don't know what changed. But in that moment, something completely changed. And it was like, 
I know what I'm destined to do. I know what I'm supposed to do. And I just, even Stephanie, the coach, she was like, you know, she just shook her head. Like, I, what is this? What is this? And right from there, two clients in that mastermind hired me as their CFOs. And then it just started to snowball and snowball and snowball. I've been a spiritual person for a very long time. Like I could go into deep, deep things as like my husband will have a dream and the person he sees in his dream will actually manifest uh, in my vision, but like in my, in the bedroom, like I'll be like, Oh, there's someone in the bedroom and this is what they look like. And my husband will be like, he was in my dream, like very, very, very spiritual, very energetic. And it was like in the last couple of years, when I'm working with my clients with their money, I started to really blend the two together. So I do believe there's feminine energy, creative and flow, masculine energy, strategy and structure. And then there's this other element, right? And this is where it's like the money medium. My husband's like, you're a money medium. And I'm like, because yes, I have people from the afterlife who come and visit me too. And I was like, how can I pair all this together? Because it's something extremely special. And so now what happens is like when I'm working with clients, I start to get visions and words of knowledge and I have no idea what they mean or, or, or like, I'm just, this is what I see for you. And then I tell the client and the client's like, oh my gosh, that's X, Y, Z. And I'm like, blown away. I'm just blown away. And so now it's in a place of like, I now call it like the money trilogy, because I have figured out the feminine, the masculine and the medium. And it's like, when you compare all of that, like compare it all together, it transforms everything to the point where like, I'm me personally in my business, I'm quantum leaping financially. Like I, what I did in 2021, I I did $270,000 in 2021. I've done 472 in 2022. And this year is lined up to be a million dollars because I'm using my gifts. Right. And the cool part about this, I'm going to wrap this all up with a bow is yes. In 2006, I was $3 from bankruptcy. But now I have a net worth that is over $2 million and I did it myself. Yes, it's been that long. Like I think of this, I'm like, oh my God, if I had a me back in 2006, where would I be today? I didn't have, I had me, but I was learning everything. And so to go from $3 from bankruptcy and living that life to the point where like, I used to have to call up clients and be like, could you prepay me? Cause I really need groceries. To a point now, like we pay cash for our cars. We have like over a million dollars just in investments. We're already planning on building on a property out in the country. Like it's a completely different life though. It was about, I don't even know how long was that 17 years. It sometimes feels like five minutes. And so that's kind of how I've got to where I am. And along the way it is building confidence, understanding your gifts and just leading with them. And if someone finds you weird or annoying, or crazy, like that's on them. That's not on me. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my like story in a, in a five minute or so riff um, with a bow on the end. That's how, that's how I've paired it. And I have clients who have left because they're like, you're too woohoo. And I'm like, okay. But at the same time, I don't know anybody in the accounting world that does what I do because I'm really in tune to energy and even on Voxer or on the phone, I can sense an energy, right? Like I can sense the energy and where people are going and and what's happening. And if someone's not being completely open, it's not because they're hiding something, but it's, they're not being open with themselves. And then being able to know what to say and the visions I get and the words I get to pair into that. And I think too, like in the Voxer we did, Ava, I feel like you were just so open And the more you're open, the more I, right. And then it's like, even you're like, here's my pictures. Look at what I'm doing. This is, I'm just like, how are you moving so fast in three (laughs) and a half days? Like it was just, it was mind blowing to watch you go. But I just believe it's these energies and the strategy, because you said in the beginning, like when you build structure and strategy, your energy shifts, when your energy shifts, you make more money because you can fully serve more people, right? 100%. And, you know, the work that you are doing, I think is so important for people in the coaching industry, spiritual entrepreneurs. I mean, the people that listen to this podcast, because Mm. at least in my experience, 
the financial world, and I'm sure like everyone listening to this can probably agree, like the financial world can be really intimidating because it feels overly masculine and Mm -hmm. it feels like a bit of a boys club where it's really hard to fully digest what everything means, the vocabulary, all the different like numbers and moving pieces. I mean, I'm a creative. And so I just like my brain doesn't naturally work in that way. And Mm -hmm. I just find that the way that you explain things, even when we were talking about the Bitcoin mining and I was rewatching that training, I was like, this is so easy to understand. And a lot of those things I had already started like diving into on my own from my own experience with crypto. But it was always very confusing where I was like, I definitely feel like my eyes are crossing or that scene from yeah. Man where like all the numbers are like <laughs> floating in the air. Um, yeah. But I, I want to ask you because you said like you open and like the energy opens more based off of how open you are. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I feel like a lot of people are very closed with money and, and the the like yeah. beginning stages of like creating intimacy with money is really mm-hmm. intimidating. And so where would you even like suggest somebody start with just becoming more open in their energy and their relationship and even in their like willingness to look at their money? Because I feel like some people don't even open their bank account. It just makes them so anxious. That was me a couple of years ago, at least. Well, I love this because... I think back to when I was three hours from bankruptcy, right? And like, I know Ava can see it and I know from the podcast they can't, but like you can see my uh, blue piggy bank. His name is Gus. Gus is the reason why I'm a multimillionaire because I created a plan with a piggy bank. I actually have a digital program called the piggy bank plan because there are so many people out there who are where I was or close to it. And it's like, we need to make money fun. We need to make the process exciting. We have to have a a reward at the end, right? Because sometimes sometimes it's risk and then we need a reward or sometimes we're like we're humans, we like reward. And so for me, I started at a place of like I learned to date my money. And this is where I'd have everybody start. You need to look at your money on a regular basis. For me, it's weekly. I was doing it before the podcast today. I was like moving my numbers and like having fun. And so for me, I would say you need to date your money. Well, Lou, what the hell does date your money mean? Okay, get a glass of wine or a bottle of water or your favorite snack or whatever it is you like to to drink. I've got me a little like Starbucks. That's what I like would grab and sit down, open the bank account and look at what you have. That is the beginning of dating your money. And and uh, this is so cool because I was, I was teaching Ava this in our um, Voxer. So everybody's getting a little piece of what you got. Create a calendar, create a money calendar. Everything that automatically is going to come out of your bank account, add everything that's going to be charged on your credit card. So if you have a car payment that comes out every Friday, you would write that on the calendar, uh, put in when your money's coming in. But basically, it's like a money schedule. The number one reason why people don't like to look at their money is because they have no idea what's going on, right? It's like if you have that energy, if you look at your credit card and you look at that balance and you look at the due date and go, Oh my God, or holy F or whatever. It's just that it's every energy, every emotion, every feeling that is not like, whoa, I get to pay this, you know, and you celebrate it. If it's every energy, but that, that would tell me that you are not playing with your money. You're not dating your money. You don't understand where things are coming, when things are coming out of your bank, when the money's going in the bank, all the things, right? We have to think about it. Like, as business owners, we get excited when a sale comes through, you know, when, the, when your email dings or your app dings and the sales come through. And we know almost the name of every client that's bought from us. But if I said to you, not you in general, Ava, but your listeners, if I said to you, what are all the monthly subscriptions that are being charged to your credit card? Could you be like, oh, Audible and this and this and this? Like, I would like almost bet money on it. And yes, I love going to the casino. People are like, whoa, you're a money person. You go to the casino. Oh my gosh. I love, that's me playing. I have played money. I go to the casino, but I would almost bet money that if you looked at your credit card statement, there'll be a subscription on there. You didn't even remember you were paying. Three yesterday when I was building (laughs) up the calendar and I was like, I just saved myself 50 bucks a month because I should not have been paying this. And that's the thing. Like we think that it's all about making more money, but you can't control the money that you make. Like I can't go on Instagram right now and be like, come on people buy my thing. Like just buy it. Like you can't, 
you can't control what people are going to buy from you. You can control where your money is going and when it's going and how it's going. So if you're just starting out, number one, date your money. Number two, give yourself an audit on your credit cards and your bank accounts and see if there's anything you can cancel if you're not using it. Now, energetically, there'll be things you're at, like for me, energetically, I'm attached to Audible. I do not go, like if I went on my phone right now, I probably have like 20 credits because I probably haven't bought a new book. But every morning when I go for a walk right now, there's one book I'm listening to as a meditation. So like, I'm not going to cancel Audible because yes, I'm paying whatever it is, $14 a month to listen to the same book on repeat every single day. That to me is, is, yeah, it's the greatest secret. You don't know. So you heard the secret, you've heard of the secret. Yeah. The movie, mm-hmm. the book. Okay. The greatest secrets, like the next level. It's the next level. It's the great, it's, <laughs> it's Ron, it's Rhonda, the same author. And the greatest secret is awareness. That's what the greatest secret is, but the way that they explain it and in audible, it's all with music. So it's literally a meditative experience and it just keeps me in line. Like I can't explain it any more than that. So that's what I'm hooked on right now. But just because I'm not buying a new book every month, I'm not going to cancel Audible, right? And like I have another subscription called Tube Buddy, and it's for YouTubing. I'm not YouTubing right now, but I know it's coming up again. I put it on hiatus uh, for reasons of uh, restructuring our company, but it's coming back. But it's like 10 bucks a month. I'm like, it's easier to keep it knowing I'm going to use it in 60 days or so than to cancel it and go back. But if I go look, I'm pretty sure I'm paying for some sort of workout app that I'm not using that I shouldn't really pay. So look at that. Number one, learn to date your money. And here, so let's go back to that for a second. The more you look at it, the more comfortable you're going to become. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, go through your subscriptions. Make sure there's no subscriptions you're paying for, but not using. The third thing I would say is like, I love a piggy bank. I'm a multimillionaire who still uses a piggy bank. With my piggy bank plan, I opened my bank on December 1st of 2022 and I had $8,000 in it. That's pretty cool. And like that paid for Christmas. This year we were saving up to go on a trip at Christmas as a family. So like get a piggy bank and decide on a certain amount that you're going to put in it every single week or every single month and don't touch it. The piggy bank plan, like using a piggy bank and you can use any kind of bank you can't see in it. This, so I'm giving you guys a little bit of this. If you got a bank of whatever shape, I do not care. I'll use the pig because that's what I have. You have to make sure it's not see-through. It's got to be solid so you can't see in it and it's hard to get the money out. Okay. This actually will create new habits for you around your money. People who are struggling with money, one is mindset, two is habits. Mm -hmm. Because your mindset and your habits have gotten you where you are, right? So if you get a piggy bank and you're like, okay, I'm going to put 2% of all my um, income in there, or I'm going to put $10 a week, like whatever it might be, and put it in there and just set it and forget it. And some people come to me and go, but Lou, that money's not making me any money. I said, no, it's making you new lifelong habits. It's worth, it is worth the habit is worth more than the interest that money will give you. Right. And so when you create the new habit is you can save money and leave it alone. And some people are like, well, why wouldn't you put a savings account? Because if you can see the savings account, you're going to touch it. You're going to move it. You'll probably transfer and use the money, but it's, and it's, at the end of the year, when you open your pig or your, or your, your bank, it's a whole other level. It like literally you quantum leap in that moment to think for me, like, holy crap, there was $8,000 sitting in there. How did I do that? And if I can do that, what else can I do? Right. And it also teaches you to live off less. Mm-hmm. It teaches yeah. you to live off less because it's less money you have attachment to. And then the fourth thing I would actually say is if you have credit card debt, I would recommend you learn to live off cash while you pay off your credit cards. And one thing I hope it's cool. I say this, Ava is like, if you're using credit cards with points, you can collect your points and you get your points. Those credit cards are charging you anywhere from probably 22 to 30% interest for those points. (laughs) You are paying more in interest than the points you're getting. So if you have a points card, number one, I would call up the bank and say, I need a low interest rate. And they'll say, well, we have like 13.99 or 14.99 or somewhere around there, but there's a $120 a year fee. I don't care. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Obviously use your points before you do the transition. Okay. Like, but just moving your credit card from a point-based credit card down to the lowest interest possible, you are going to save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars while you pay off that credit card. 
Now, from an energetic standpoint, what do these four things do? Number one, they release the stress. Because when you date your money every single week, you're never wondering what you don't have or what you do have or is something going to get paid? Do I have enough money for this? All that thinking leaves. And your energy can then be projected towards something else that's more valuable. If you're sitting here thinking about what money you don't have, you are manifesting exactly that. It's interesting because if you think about in manifestation, if we think about like, oh, I'd really like, what did I get the other day? Something showed up. Oh, a silk pillowcase. I've always wanted a certain silk pillowcase made by a uh, two business owners here in my city. And one is my interior designer. But I was like, they're perfect for your hair and all these things about these silk. It's a hairdresser and a designer who made this silk pillowcase. And I was like, oh, man, I'd really like to have one of those. And this was like a year ago. Well, last week, my husband was out on the front step and he's like, did you go in this box? I'm like, no, why? He's like, because there's a box in here. And I'm like, what? My interior designer for my birthday dropped off a box and inside the box were two silk pillowcases. And like, I thought about that like a year ago. And I was like, I mean, I could have bought it, but it was like, it was a fleeting thought. Like, oh, I'd like to have this. And then you think about it. When you think about things, they show up and people go, well, I think about money all the time but it doesn't show up. I'm like, you're not thinking about money. You're thinking about the lack of money. You're thinking about what you don't have. If you're like, I would, I just wish I had $10,000. You're sending out the energy of lack. Like that's, that's a to ask for something like that is lack because you wouldn't ask for something that you already know is yours. Mm -hmm. And so when we can get into a space of not thinking about not having the money or the bills not being paid or what's not in my account or what's in my account. How am I going to use that? We can shift that energy into other positive energy, other ways to create money and create sales and create happiness than to think about what we don't have. So this is where it's a practical strategy, but it brings so much energy. Mm -hmm. So if you do those four things, I think I mentioned four, it will shift your energy around money. Then all of a sudden you'll be like, life feels lighter. It's because they're afraid of finances because they don't understand them. And at the same time, nobody's out there fully teaching them, right? Like if you go to your accountant or your parents, our parents aren't teaching it. Like I'm teaching my kids because that's what I do for a living, but parents aren't teaching it. But at some point, if someone would have said, you know what, you should create a money calendar and track when the money's coming in and the money's going out, just doing that alone is going to change everything because it's going to change your perspective on life. It's going to change your energy that you sit in. It's going to change your marriage if you're married or, or if you're in a partnership, because that's money. Stress is one of the number one things in marriage. Like that's what breaks up marriages and partnerships, right? If you can remove all that, think about how glorious and happy and blissful life can become. Yeah. I mean, it is a part of why my marriage didn't end up working out and you know, it's interesting because there was the pressure that I felt to keep everything afloat, but then there was also the projection that he had on the relationship around not being able to provide at the level that I was able to provide. And so it's, you know, it's like, we hear like money destroys relationships. And I think at first glance, it just seems like this kind of like easy convert or not easy conversation, but easy thing to point to of like, it's only when people don't have enough, but it actually can be in every single type of relationship, whether you don't have any money or you do have a surplus of money. And so Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because I just know and I hear constantly how many people and especially business owners and entrepreneurs struggle with money, even when they're making it, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, just as well as I do, there's women that are making 500,000 to a million dollars over a million dollars that are still stressed about money. And, you know, I see that and I step back and I, and I see that within myself. And one Mm -hmm. of the reasons why I was like, I need, I need to work with Lou is that I don't want that to be how I live my life because for all of us, like we work too damn hard and we are making too big of an impact to deal with money and have this relationship with money. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're someone who wants more money in your life, then you've got to become responsible and energetically aligned with what you already have. Like, this is one thing I find is I have clients who are like, I should be making more. I should have more money coming in. Like, I know I'm destined for more. I know I should be making more. And I'm like, let's look at your money habits. 
And then it comes out what money habits I charge a credit card and try and pay it off. And when I can't pay it off, and I don't have enough money, I'll just go online and sell more programs or sell more services or sell more products so that I can turn around and make the money I need to pay for the program or pay for the the credit card or pay for the purchases. Like the hamster wheel is backward, right? Not only are people spinning on a hamster wheel, but it's like they're spinning backwards. Like that's what I can envision right now is like a hamster going backwards. It's hard enough to go forward, but going backwards with that. And so the one thing I always say to my clients, like we got to get your money habits and your strategies, right? Because if you really want to bring in I don't even a hundred thousand dollars more or a million dollars more or double your numbers, whatever it might be. If you really want to bring in that money, then you need to be energetically aligned. And what I always say to them is like, show energy, show the universe. You've got a handle on what you already have, right? Like in my head is like, if you can't take care of what you have now, you're not responsible enough to get more. And we see this a lot. I see people who have these like money's great, money's great, everything's going well. And then all of a sudden there's this huge influx in sales. I have clients, oh, I say I have clients, they're in my DMs asking for help, but there are people out there who are making a million dollars a year and they can't afford to hire me. Like what? Like, wait a minute, like, hold on a second. You're making seven figures and you can't find $60,000 a year. Like that. that's why. Okay, if we go look at it, they had a great money. They probably had good money habits at two or $300,000. But when that influx comes, they were not prepared. And they went, Woo, look at all this money. Let's go party. Let's go and spend the money. Let's go hire the, the coaches. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And at the end of it, they're like, oh my God, I have no money. So you have to become one with your money, align with it, right? A ruler over little becomes a ruler over money. And so keeping that in mind is like, if you're like, I know I'm meant for more, then prove it with your money, prove it. Because there's a point where you're going to get an influx and you don't know how to handle it. And I'll point this right out for you guys. One person I listen to a lot is Kevin Hart, our, our, our comedian from Jumanji and wherever else he is. If you listen to his biography that he does on Audible, um, no, this is not an Audible commercial, but that's where I listen to my, I don't have time. To- <laughs> it is such a good bi- biography too. I love his biography. Oh, It's so good. But if you listen to him, he just trusted someone else with his money. And then the people came to him and said, you have this huge tax bill and he had no money. And he was like, wait, what? And this is what happens, especially in the world of acting and celebrities and famous and money. And and we hear it all the time with musicians is they don't understand money. They don't have a handle on it, whether they're doing something with it or their managers are. They still don't comprehend what's happening. And because they don't comprehend it and they're not ruling over it, it's like it slips through their fingers. And so let's let's take it's it's almost like you have these nets. This is actually a vision I'm getting right now. It's almost like we have these baskets or these nets that have holes in them. Your strategy and and, and what you're doing, your 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 attention to detail with your money, your strategy and your habits are what keep the nets in place, what keep the baskets together. But a lot of people have holes in their nets or holes in their baskets. And the reason they have that is because they don't have the right habits. They don't have the right strategy. And a lot of times it's lack of knowledge. We run from things that we don't understand. You said earlier, I, I've, I've been in crypto and I've done this. and I've looked at the mining before and, I, and it's just so much or it's, it's said differently. It's like, okay, we're not doing that. And even right now, Ava asked me before this message, like, are you stacking crypto? And I'm like, oh, I'm not there yet. Like I have a lot in crypto, but I just haven't done the like, put it in for us a, a time to make more money. And it's only for the fear, like there might be a fear there. And I'm hand quoting or air quoting as I say that because I don't fully understand what's happening on the other side of that, right? And at the same time, you don't have to be as OCD and analytical as Lou Clark. You can go with the flow as long as it intuitively feels good, right? And that's one thing about being feminine, masculine, and also in the medium piece is like, sometimes I'm like, wait, is this my gut or is this my tactical, right? And then how does that, and that's the whole piece that happens. Like I have to learn how, like, learning to read all of them at the right time is is a big deal as well. But don't be afraid to learn and go and find the information out. This is why one of my masterclasses is become the queen of financial gibberish. There's a reason I called it gibberish because most people are going into a room with bookkeepers, accountants, financial planners, and they're just head nodding. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then they walk out going, I have no idea what they said. Yeah. And I have clients who actually hire me to be their translators between their accountants and their bookkeepers and them. So it's really important that you get the knowledge you need and you can Google it. You can YouTube it. Like you can do that, right? One of the things I would love for your listeners to you, uh, to Google is compound interest in the rule of 72. I'm not going to like go into depths of, of, of um, explaining it, but if you want to open your eyes to what is magically possible with strategy and structure with what this world has to offer, compound interest and the rule of 72, let it blow your mind. And then you'll be like, I need to learn more. I need to learn more because it's incredible. Interesting. All right. I think that's something that I'll ask chat GPT about. There you go. <laughs> chat, chat GPT knows to speak to me like I'm a 12 yeah. year old. So. There you go. Perfect. Ask them. You'll be like, you're going to jump back in box and go, Lou, I know our time's over, but what? What? That's all I'm happening. I love it. I love it. And yeah, you're so right. Like the lack of knowledge it it makes me want to just like get it over with like i was thinking about mm-hmm. even as you were saying that my conversation that i had with my cpa who filed my taxes um last weekend we had a call i think it was friday afternoon and he started going over the numbers with me and then he was like okay be, i have i have to take a little bit more time let's talk sunday night but be prepared to spend about this much. And I was like, okay, for sure. Sunday night comes along. He starts going through all the different things. And I'm just like, Vince, can you just tell me the numbers? Just tell me the, yeah, the just... numbers at the bottom. I just like, and and I don't want it to be like that though, because I want to mm-hmm. be able to, to look at that as well and have a dynamic conversation with him to see where I can maximize my returns yeah. and where I can potentially see things that he can't necessarily see because he's not in my business every single day. But because of my lack of understanding of all of the different tax terms and and exemptions and and depreciation and all of those different pieces, I'm just like, just tell me the number at the bottom of the tax return, please. (laughs) Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Like, yes, 100%. And I love that you say this, Ava, because that's where a lot of people are. But it's really unfortunate. And I will tell you quickly of a story of a client I'm taking on right now, or our our firm is taking on. But um, I'm like, why aren't you on payroll? And why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing this? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, if you did this, this and this, like, play the game, you can do this and you would have this and this tax money would come back and you would and they're like, what? I said, well, you have an accountant, haven't they told you all this? They're like, no. And the number one issue with like accountants, bookkeepers and CFOs is that they don't know what you don't know, meaning they're waiting for you to ask the questions so they can answer it. But at the same time, you don't know what questions to answer. So how do we go around this invisible circle and never and we don't get any answers, right? Like it is so important. I'm sitting here making the kind of money I'm making. And yet last year and this year, both years, I've had a $28,000, I'm averaging them out, but about a $28,000 average tax return. I'm getting taxed back while everybody else is paying in. What you're making $28,000? No, like my, my tax, you know how you're paying into tax in March? Yeah. Uh-huh. I got $28,000 back. What? Okay. Okay. My job. And here I was thinking that the $8,700 that I was paying to the government was like a win-win, which is good though. It's good. good. It is good. That's a good number. (laughs) It's a good number. But it's a strategy I play. Like I'm not saying, oh, it's all about getting tax refunds. I really do believe if you're making money, you pay, like if you're paying, sorry, I'm going to say it this way. I get so excited. See, this is where like the energetics start coming out. I'm like, oh my God, let's play. But I'll just take a breath. If you are making money, you're going to pay taxes. Paying taxes into the government means you're making money. However, there's a whole bunch of different strategies out there to save yourself taxes. $8,700 in tax, I think is a really good number. Like I'd look at your books and let you know if I saw anything that potentially you missed. Because I'm sure your accountant's not going, Ava, where's this? Ava, where's this? Ava, did you know you could have this? Ava, did you understand if you did this, you could do this? Right. So for me, my strategy is my corporation pays my tax so that I get it back at the end. So there's like this double write off and these things that happen. Canada is a little different than the States, but all in all, it pretty much works the same way. But here's the piece I want everybody to know, whether you're in business or whether it's your personal finances, it's all a game. 
look at your money as a game. For me, I'm an extremely competitive person, not just with other people, but with myself. Even in the mornings, when I go for my walk, can I beat last night or yesterday's time? I'll do, I do the exact same, exact same loop, the exact same, what do you call it? Like course in my, in my uh, subdivision. And I'm like, I just need to beat it. I just need to beat it. I just need to beat it. And if it's one second better, I'm happy. And it's the same thing with the money. I just want a little more. Can I just put a little bit more on? Can I pay this quicker? Right. And, and even that's why, like when I work with my clients within profit first, which is a great book, y'all should get it. Honestly, it's a good book. Uh, But when I work with my clients as a profit first professional, we create this account called the parachute account. And it's all about putting some extra money into the parachute account and watching it build up so that when the client's ready to jump off the cliff and make a purchase, I can slap that parachute on their back and they can enjoy the ride while they pay in cash for things, right? It's a game. If you start to look at your money as a game, the energy changes, the energy changes. I have a client August 31st, they're CFO clients. We do profit first and stuff with them as well. But August 31st, they had uh $19,000 in their bank account. I get these numbers kind of mixed up sometimes. So if I talked about somewhere, I probably swatched the 19 from the 16. Cause like, I was like, wait, is it? but I just looked at it. Cause I had to call it them today in August, August 31st, they had uh, $19,000 of 2022 April t- or March 24th, 2023. They have $116,000 in their bank. Nothing's changed except for the strategies. They're, they're making a bit more money, but not like, Whoa, you made that much money. No, the strategies changed. The way we pay out changes, the expenses change, what the owners takes changes. And they're still taking a, a really good chunk of money. But it was funny because I said, what's in your operating account? And my client goes, oh, only $26,000. And the husband's sitting beside her and he goes, when did I ever think we'd say only $26,000? And I'm like, that's because your mind, sh- mind, your mindset has shifted. Your mindset has leveled up. So that's the piece when you grow money, whether it's in a piggy bank or in bank accounts, those big numbers no longer seem big. For those in the, that have coaches, you may hear a coach say, I made a million dollars a month, or I made a million dollars a year, or I made $8 million last year. There's a certain time in our life where we're like, whoa, $8 million? Like, whoa, that coach made a million dollars in January? Like, What? That doesn't even, you can't even fathom what that would be like, because we've never thought at that level. But when you get to a point where you get to really play with your numbers and you play with your money and you have that, that, that really close relationship. Like when I hear, I hear a coach say I made $8 million last year. I'll be like, really? I thought you would have made more. <laughs> like to me, $8 million is not, it's not big anymore. And the, um, the moment you can take the bigness out of the numbers is when the numbers start coming to you. Because when you make something so big, it means that you believe it's untouchable. So for the people out there who want to make $100,000 a year or 200 or a million, you have to become an alignment to understand that's not a big number. Number one, it's just a number. But if when you can take the bigness out of it, then it's easy to be, it's easier to be touched. There's no way I'd make a million dollars before this year. Because I didn't think it was absolutely possible until mid, mid of last year. Mid of last year, I was like, I could actually feel, a, I could feel, oh my God, I almost said 100, mil, 100 million, Ava. Let's take that too. Uh, yeah. I can feel a million. I can feel a million. Like, I would not be surprised on December 31st, I opened my sales and it says 1 million. I'd be like, shit, we did it. We did it. Okay. And then my brain goes, how much do we have left? Like that's where my mind goes. It's like, okay, how much is left of that? Right. So take the bigness out of the numbers. It's really, really, really important. Really important. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I always come back to is just remembering that like numbers are neutral. And at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, a number that you're looking at that could be really big, like a million dollars to someone else is actually really, really small. And so that tells me that it's just my mind. It's not the number. It's just my mind that's making the bigness out of it. And so if that number can be small to someone else, why can't I neutralize the number and take it off of the pedestal that I've put it on and make it something that's attainable? Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm going to like buy pom-poms to you. Like I'm cheering. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) And here's the other thing. I love that you said that about numbers being neutral because, okay, can we get romantic for a minute? Because this is one part that I love. I like basically say I make love to my money. 
Like I love my money. I believe playing with your money, having dates with your money should be an orgasmic experience. Like, like really good orgasms. Like it should be orgasmic for you to look at it. And if you're starting in why, because the energy that, okay, if we're getting like scientific, don't come to me and say, Lou, you're not a scientist. I know I'm not a scientist. This, this part I understand is like, there is something that happens in the brain and in the energetic field of when people have an orgasm. Th- that is like, that is like the absolute energy touch to the, to the universe. Like it's, 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 it's an energetic alignment. It's utopia. It's, it's outside of ourselves, almost the feeling that we have. If you can have that in your money, that's how you quantum leap. So for me, yes, I have strategy and structure, but then there's this orgasmic feeling. Like I get so excited when I get to play with my money and I get to move my numbers and I get to pay my credit card and I get to do all these things, pay my contractors, pay my team. Like it just, those transactions turn me on. Like it's exciting. And like, I think money is really sexy in my, my marriage, Roger and I always say like, it's me, him and money. It's like a, it's like a triangle in our marriage. Like money is an entity in its own. And, and it's really important that I have that energy with it because what I do know is money mirrors your energy. So if you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed with your money, your I believe money is energy. I believe your money is sucking that energy from you. Like it's, 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 it's mirroring it. It, it, It's duplicating it. It's becoming the energy. So if we can keep money neutral or exciting, then it has, it just brings a whole different element to your money. It gets to the point where I'm like, how do we have all that money in the bank? And obviously it's strategy and it's this and the other thing, but I'm like, wait, what? Like I just, this month, I, I, I transitioned my website over to a new like payment system, payment processing system. And like, I looked at it today and I just that one payment processing system. There's nothing to do with the firm. This is like digital products. I've done over $12,000 in digital products in March. Like that's cool. Right. I'm just like, wait, wait, where did that come? How'd that happen? What is that? And it's because money loves me. Money's attracted to me. I have this on, it's a reel on, on, on Instagram. Um, but I have it on mine too. It's like money loves me. Money's attracted to me. Money knows I'll take care of it. And I believe in that energy. But what I am going to say about this is whatever you believe is true. So if Ava believes that, I don't even know if Ava believes snow is purple and I believe snow is pink, we're both right. If someone believes money has to be hard and I believe money gets to be easy, we're both correct because whatever you believe is true. So at what point do you decide to believe differently about money? At what point do you decide to change your habits? At what point do you decide to change the structure and strategy? At what point do you decide this gets to be easy? I know paying down debt is hard. I know starting a business is exhausting and it's hard and the debt can be there. But what if you made it a game and made it fun and you changed the energy? That's how you quantum leap. That's what I believe is how people are quantum leaping. And I brought this actually to my coach a few months ago. And I said, do you think it's easier for people who have money to make more money? Right? So when you look at the coaching industry, People will like, I call it the hockey stick method. So it's like, like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then there's a hook and it just goes straight up. Right. So if you lay a hockey stick on the ground with the blade up, it's like nothing, nothing, nothing hooks and it goes up and then they go up and up and up and up. And you're like, Whoa, that person made a million. Then they made 4 million. Then they made 8 million. Then they made 16 million. Like, how is that happening? And people are like, Oh, they must have a good strategy. No, it's because they stopped thinking about money. They stopped worrying about money. They stopped trying to figure out how they can get what they don't have. And it's interesting because the firm that my husband and I operate with our family, it pays the bills and then some. Everything I do in CFO, profit first and coaching is gravy. And so people are like, how'd you do 12 grand? I'm like, because I don't need it. I want it, but I don't need it, right? And the moment you know your needs are met, and everything else is gravy or everything else is multiple cherries on top of a sundae or whipped cream, that changes everything as well. That is where you quantum leap. 
get your needs fulfilled so you can go play and bring in all the wants that you want. The, the difference is that once you get to that point, stop treating everything like it's still a need that needs to be mm-hmm. met. And I think that that's where a lot yes. of people get caught up is that the needs are met and then it can, it should be from a place of desire, but it's still that yeah. energy of like, I need this, even though yeah. like they're making $25,000, $30,000 a year. It's like, <gasps> I need the 50K. And it's like, no, you get to play here. Yeah. Yeah. And like when clients come to me and say, I need more sales, I'm like, why do you need more sales? Do you need more sales or do you need more money? Because they're totally different. Right. And then why do you want? So, okay, you need, you don't, okay, I need more money. I need to pay my bills or whatever. But a lot of times our needs are met and they just want a bigger number. And I'm like, okay, why do you want the bigger number? If it comes from a place of like, because I know I'm destined for more. I know that I can do greater things. I know that the more money that's in that are that's in my hands, the more goodness goes out into the world, the more people I can support. I just know I'm destined for $50,000 months or $100,000 years. But if it comes from a place of, well, I want more money because that coach is doing the same thing I am and I should have more money. You guys can't see my face, but I'm like, Oh, that's not the energy. Nope, nope, nope. That's not the energy. So look at that, right? So for me and my business and why I know I'm going to get close to hit, if we don't hit it, I'm okay with that. Like I'm already looking at my numbers going at minimum, I'm doing $800,000 this year. Like I just doubled 2022. Okay. But I do know I feel a million dollar year coming on. And all I think about is how can I invest that money? How can I support people with that? Can I bring on a team member full time? Like it's, I'm already thinking about what I would do with that money, but I'm not sitting here going, Oh, I'm going to buy a Lamborghini and I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that though. I love to shop. I do love to shop, but I have like, there's play money in that. Right. And I have a whole strategy when it comes to with play money as well. Um, But you have to get to a point where it's like, an embodiment of what you want and where you want to go. And so for me, I look at like, we're turning a lot of my live trainings into digital courses because if they're digital, I can charge less and more people can afford them. Well, if more people can afford them and more people are paying for like buying them, lose automatically and get more money. So she's putting good out in the world. It's going to come back. But if we sell from a place of like, I got to pay my car payment, or I got to make rent. So let's put up a product service or a coaching package because I need that money to come in. That's not energy you want to coach in. That's not energy you want to provide in. That is not energy you want to serve in because it's just not lining you up for what you truly want. So when people come to me and say, I want to make more money, I want to make X amount per year. And then we go and we go through the mindsets, we go through the energetics, we go through the strategies. And then I see them selling out of a place of necessity. I'm like, you won't hit it if you're going to keep selling in that energy. If I have one person sign up for a program, I'm still running it, right? Like my birthday offers were ridiculous because I wanted to hang out with people. I wanted to meet new people. I wanted to grow my confidence. I wanted to help people where I could, right? And so like offering these crazy offers I did for the month of March, like, made me 12 grand and I get to hang out with people like Ava. Are you kidding me? Like, seriously, how is this? This is all a win, 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 win. Right? Like I, people come to me and go $120 for four days, Lou, you're nuts. I'm like, well, considering that my monthly coaching is usually five grand. Yeah, it is nuts. But I have a whole bunch of new people that are in my world that I just get to love on. And I can, I can do this from this energy because my bills are paid. There's milk in the fridge. There's steaks in the freezer. Like I have a roof over my head. I've got investments. Like it's all taken care of. So I get to play. So again, if I circle back to like almost the beginning, when you're starting out, you need to learn to play and start with your money dates. It's so important. So good. Oh my goodness. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Oh, you're so welcome. You know, I just adore you. And Uh, for anybody listening, like working with Lou is, even though it was for such a short period of time, I feel like it wasn't because I get to experience you inside of the mastermind too. And we're having this conversation, but it really shifted something within me, which felt so good because I think also a lot of people can think that like, 
once you start making bigger amounts of money, like you don't have to do the work anymore. And that's just simply not the case. Like the work is ever evolving. And I'm just grateful that I got to do it with you and that it's led to this amazing conversation. Well, honestly, Ava, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming into my world. Like I've said it, I don't know how many times I've said it in that Voxer, but I've been saying over and over, like, I can't believe you're in my world. I'm so honored. I'm so honored. Like I'm seriously just so honored I'm just so honored to get to know you better and help you and support you. So good. So good. So where so can people good. find you? The easiest way to find me is go to Instagram and look up the Lou Clark, Clark with an E. So the three letters or the three words, the Lou Clark. I have links there. I have tons of content. You can, even if you're like, I don't, I can't afford anything that, cause I'm paying this, go to my content. My content is like full of teachings full of education. We've got some freebies and stuff that are coming out, but it is the best way and easy way to find me is just the Lou Clark with an E. Um, and you'll know it's me go to the stories. Cause there's some imposters that are out there right now. We're all kind of getting like duplicated, uh, um, profiles, but you'll either see me singing, dancing, yelling, or crying in my Instagram stories. And there's always a story. So that's how you know, it's me. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 